2019. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Thanks for kicking off the New Year 2019 with us here on the Examiner Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hello, I am Baby New Year, the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks for joining us. Um, You know, the New Year, synonymous. New Year's resolutions, you just can't avoid it. A lot of people, they want to make more money, they want to get a new job, but I think that the biggest single resolution that there is out there is not just losing weight, but getting healthy as a whole. We've just spent this past month, month and a half since Thanksgiving, probably consuming a few too many cookies and some other things that we otherwise maybe should have skipped or at least had a little bit more in moderation. You notice you step on the scale, you may not be happy with what it is you see. It's time. It is time to take control of your health. And so I can think of no better person to help us get started on the right foot in 2019, taking control of your health, than Dr. Neil Barnard, who is the Grand Poobah here at the Physicians Committee. Welcome back to the show, Neil. Thank you, Chuck. Great to be with you again. Congratulations on your new book. I'm very excited about this. This is exactly why I wanted you on the show. Beyond just this wealth of information that you have in that noggin of yours, you've just put out this new book, The Vegan Starter Kit, Everything You Need to Know About Plant-Based Eating. I'm a fan of this book, particularly the fact that it's a it's a quick read. Well, that was the whole idea. You know, I've written books before about particular topics topics like Power Foods for the Brain or the Kickstart book, but each one of them is thick enough to prop open a door, you know, it's, or they're, they're, it's really commitment to a topic area. But I talked with my publisher. I said, there are so many people who are interested in trying out a vegan diet. They want to lose weight or they want to be kinder to animals or they've got a health issue or whatever it is, but they're intimidated. And I thought, let me write a book that you can read in 45 minutes that will give you confidence about putting it to work. So that's what the Vegan Starter Kit is is all about. It's simple. It shows you here's how to begin. Here's the foods to eat. Here's the foods to avoid. Here's supplements that you may or may not want to consider. Here's a good starter set of a few dozen recipes. And I'm just really happy with how it turned out because it looks very unintimidating is, it really is the does. idea. It really does. The yeah. first thing I thought when I picked it up, I was like, man, this would be the perfect uh, companion to take on a plane with you. Yeah. You know, just did some traveling out to L.A. I could have knocked this out by the time we got to Texas. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. And, and uh, frankly, I also hope that people who they themselves might have made a transition, but there's a loved one or a friend or maybe a few hundred friends who – could get there, but they need they need to know certain things, or they need a little bit of a roadmap. Um, it's for all of those um, slightly reluctant friends that I also wrote this book. And if you're listening to this, there is a better than good chance that you already are eating a plant-based diet. But what we have found with the show, as you and I were discussing, Dr. Barnard, before we started rolling, is that so many of our listeners are actually taking this show and they're sharing the information. They're posting it on their Facebook page or they're taking it privately to a friend or a family member to say, hey, you might be interested in this. Check this out. And so what I'm hoping with this particular show is exactly what you just said is, you know, why don't why don't we go ahead and pass along this information? It is New Year's resolution, right? At 12 midnight on December 31st, everyone is disgusted with all the things that have led up to that point, And they all resolve, just as you said, uh, this is it. I got to change. I, I got to change. I got to lose weight. So I guess my first question to you is this. Say somebody's seen the ball drop. You know, maybe 65 times in their life. And they're they're really, really just then ready to make a change. They've heard about the plant-based diet. 
Is it safe to adopt this at any age? Well, not only is it safe, it's, it's just a really darn good idea. Um, because w- whether you're old or young or somewhere in between, uh, everybody is concerned about some aspect of their health. Uh, maybe they got a few extra pounds they want to lose, or their energy is not what it should be, or their athletic uh, ability is they, 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 they need an extra edge. Or they've got a serious issue. They've got diabetes. They've got a high cholesterol. There is nothing like test driving a plant-based diet and you, you tune it up to get the benefits you're looking for. And so the, the whole idea of the Vegan Starter Kit isn't to make a lifetime commitment. It's to say, test drive this. Let me give you the key. You drive this around the block and you just see if this doesn't change your life. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you played Lewis Hamilton there for, for a little bit. Take there you it for go. the sure. test drive, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, here's, here's the big one, of course, you know, not just taking control of your health, but specific to weight loss. Again, we just talked about those cookies and cakes and the holidays, and inevitably this happens for so many of us. The plant-based diet, from everything that I've read and certainly experienced, very, very, very beneficial when it comes to dropping those those pounds. Yes, we've done many studies on this, and probably our classic one was something that we did, oh, more than a decade ago. We brought in a group of women. They were all after the age of menopause. They were all moderately to severely overweight. They all had done Atkins and South Beach and Jenny Craig and Nutrisystem and every diet, and, and they'd all lost weight, and they, they'd put it back on, and they, would, they all had this yo-yo diet experience that, that so many people have. They felt frustrated. So we wanted to do a, a, a controlled trial to see what would happen if instead of counting calories and trying to sweat off the pounds or starve off the pounds, if they would try a plant-based diet, a vegan diet, um, without calorie, can- calorie counting and just see what would happen. And what happened was a couple of things. Number one, they were aghast at the latitude that they had with foods. We were letting them eat spaghetti <laughs> and pancakes, and, you know, pancakes with maple syrup and, and, you know, all the fruit they wanted to eat for snacks and, and bean burritos and things. And they thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to gain a, a ton of weight. And, and uh, that was the first thing. Um, they also discovered that this was easy to do. Um, in fact, one of the maybe third or fourth week of the study, we, we had group meetings every week. Mm-hmm. Participant comes in the group and says, Dr. Barnard, I found a, a treat that I can have on your vegan diet. And I thought, uh-oh, what is this? What is this? And she unzips her purse and she pulls out a pack of Twizzlers. Oh, dear. You know those yeah. red uh, twisty things? They the sell vines, the, yeah. They, they sell them at the 7-Eleven. Um, she said, look at the label. And, and you know, it's true. They are vegan. It, it's just sugary, starchy, artificially colored junk. And she made, she made sure that the, all, all of the research participants knew that you can eat all the Twizzlers you want in Dr. Barnard's vegan research. <laughs> However, my um, vegan, low-fat, Twizzler-fueled participants headed off on their path to the unknown. And at 14 weeks, they had lost 13 pounds on average. And so they were losing roughly a pound a week. Wow. Um, that's thing number one. Their cholesterol has improved. All the things that you would expect improved. Fine. We tracked them a year later. Okay. And what everybody's experience in the past had been you, you regain lost weight. Well, they didn't. They were skinnier than they were when they started. We, we then uh, tracked them at year two, and they were skinnier than they were at year one. 
So in other words, you're not trying to starve off the weight. If you're trying to starve weight off with the old-fashioned calorie counting approach, by about Wednesday, you are, you're going to want to eat the sofa. You know, it's just you're starving. In this approach, the Vegan Starter Kit says... It's not how much you eat, it's what you eat. And we're going to focus on foods that do two things. They trick your appetite control center into thinking you've eaten a huge amount of food. Mm -hmm. And we just do that with high-fiber, low-fat foods that are Mm -hmm. not calorie-dense. And the second thing is they rev up your metabolism just slightly in the after-meal period. You put those two together. uh, Satisfy your appetite sooner in the course of a meal so you eat less. And rev up your appetite after the meal, so you get about three hours of slightly higher metabolism after each meal, you, you, you lose weight. Yeah. Um, and it happens extremely reliably. So, Let me, Well, this is interesting because you said that you followed up with them after a year. And so that makes me wonder what the adherence rate was for the plant-based diet. And, and then that directly goes to the next question of, well, how hard is it to adopt this plant-based diet? Um, yes. Uh, on the scale of, of things that are hard and things that are easy, um, following a low-carbohydrate car- low diet, I'd say, is challenging for mm. people because that means you're not going to have much fruit. You're not going to be able to eat potatoes and all, all these things. So it, it's easier than that. Compared to gluten-free I have to say, the thing, great thing about gluten-free diets is it makes a vegan diet seem really easy, you know, <laughs> because there's gluten in everything. I mean, you, you can't have wheat. So, so it's easier than those things. Right. And compared to other habits, uh, switching to a vegan diet is much easier than quitting smoking. Uh, I say this as one who has done both. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's not hard. But, but it, sound, it sounds challenging to people because the word vegan makes people think they have to be a philosopher mm. or a poet <laughs> um, or they have to have a certain kind of political persuasion or maybe they have to wear tie-dye or, is a, you know, or, or like folk music. Or, you know, but, but what they discover is that vegan, the word vegan does not have to apply to you as a person. You, are, you don't have to be a vegan. Right. The word vegan should apply to what's on your plate. I eat vegan food. So you're still the same old guy. Right. Um, but the, your food is going to be vegan. Interesting. Um, let's let's talk about some of those other uh, health benefits that come with it. Um, the big ones, I think that you already touched on, and uh, lowers uh, blood pressure. Um, I had high blood pressure, obviously, when I was overweight, um, and and certainly since. Even here's the thing, even though I lost primarily the majority of my weight, not being on a plant based diet, I noticed my blood pressure continued to fall after I adopted it. You yeah. know, I was somewhere in that 120 over 80 range, which for that time was still considered normal. But now I'm like right around 100 over like 65 or 70 or something like that. Yeah. A, a vegan diet tackles blood pressure in two ways. The, 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 the kind of quick way is that it's very high in potassium mm-hmm. as, as opposed to sodium. Uh, cheese is high in sodium. Sodium raises blood pressure. Um, plant products are high in potassium, and that lowers blood pressure. Um, so that, that happens fairly quickly. Um, added to that is the fact that you are not eating Spam and Velveeta. And, and so you're not getting much uh, saturated fat. Don't want to talk too technically, but those things, those foods, increase blood viscosity meaning the thickness of your blood. So like, like viscous motor oil. That's what I was just thinking. Well, it's, 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 it's that. Um, if you eat for lunch a cheese sandwich uh, with some ham or bacon bits, the saturated fat 
particles get into your blood and they thicken your blood a little bit. And so your blood is more viscous. It's thicker. It's more like grease, less like water. That means your heart pushes harder to get it moving. Um, and what you experience is that your blood pressure is up. Uh, also, your um, tissue oxygenation is down, meaning your your blood is not circulating as well. It doesn't oxygenate your muscles. And so you have less energy and less fatigue, uh, more fatigue. Um, your brain doesn't oxygenate as well. And that's, I th- believe, that is part of why, part of the reason why athletes do much better on a vegan diet. Their tissue oxygena- oxygenation is maximal because you've got watery blood, not greasy blood. So it can carry the oxygen straight to your thighs, straight yeah. to your calves, yeah. straight to wherever you need it. Um, so, and then the long-term effect on blood pressure, of course, is as weight comes off which is a gradual progressive thing that can occur over a year or two years, whatever it is, your, your blood pressure comes down progressively um, and proportionately to your weight. Interesting. So it, it does both. Um, th- some, some of the others that get mentioned in the book uh, reverse in many cases and, and, and help prevent heart disease. That's a big one. Yeah, and this I I got to tip my hat to Dean Ornish, who's done brilliant work here, and also Caldwell Esselstyn, where they've used this kind of diet, and the arteries just open up again, um, wonderfully. A- and it's not just the arteries to your heart, arteries to your brain, arteries to a man's private parts. Right. Uh, it's the it's, as you know, it's the treatment of choice for erectile dysfunction, because it's not that's not performance anxiety we're talking about. We're talking about narrowed arteries to the man's private parts and on a plant-based diet there's no cholesterol there's no animal fat you want to open those arteries up again this is the way to do it you know i just saw a couple of slides i was putting together a presentation for dr niebuhr and it was on the effect of a vegan diet and it showed a a man's arteries not sure as to his private parts but it certainly showed his arteries um, prior to going on a plant-based diet and then a year or so afterward and you can actually see how that narrowing had had just kind of disappeared oh yes and um if you do it with an angiogram you can take a year or so to see the change but if you look at just symptoms it doesn't take anything like a year it can four weeks or something like that. Um, and where you'll see it is with heart patients when they uh, follow this approach. By this approach, I mean throw out the animal products, keep oils low. You, t- you can take a person who's had narrowed arteries to the heart, and they know it because they have angina. they got chest pain. Mm-hmm. Their pain hurts. Mm-hmm. They are feeling the fact that the heart muscle is not getting oxygen. It's crying out in, with chest pain. Put that person on this regimen. And in about four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, something like that, they stop noticing it. The, 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 the arteries have opened up just enough in that period of time to allow enough blood flow and oxygenation so the heart doesn't hurt anymore. Wow. But that's, I'm talking four weeks, sure. five weeks, six weeks. Then let it go two months, three months, four months. The process just continues and continues. And so we'll see typically maybe around two months or whatever, the people, the men start saying, whoa, you know, I woke up this morning with a big surprise. Um, and so anyway, um, Yes, it it does happen. It happens all the time. (laughs) You're a funny guy. Um, Here's a big one. As the obesity rate continues to climb in this country, I I believe two-thirds, if not more, of Americans now are either overweight or obese. So, too, uh, is the rate of diabetes in this country. Plant-based diet also extremely effective, it turns out, uh, in combating diabetes. Yeah, uh, this is work that we have done over many years, um, and other teams have shown the same thing, that um, when you follow a plant-based diet, there's no animal fat in it. And if you keep oils low, um, there's not much of any kind of fat. That causes a change in your muscle cells. 
and your liver. The, 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 there are fat particles that build up in those cells, and they start to dissipate. Mm-hmm. When that happens, something wonderful happens, which is sugar, glucose in your blood can suddenly go into the muscle cells. The fat's gone. The sugar can go in. Same thing. It can go into the liver cells, too, and your blood sugar just goes down. And we have, we, we, you know, back 15 years ago or so, it was the first time I started seeing this, patients who didn't have diabetes anymore. Wow. Uh, which I was not prepared for. Full-blown reversal? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about it's gone. Um, yes. Uh, we, we would bring in patients for research studies, and, and, and also just many people in their day-to-day life started following the diet, even without being in our studies. And they would say their doctor was amazed at their improvement, the doctor stopped their drugs, um, and their blood sugars would return to normal. Now, uh, caveat, this does not happen to everybody. Um, it really depends on how soon you attack the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person, the typical case, guy's 35 years old and he's really overweight and he's got diabetes, but as he loses that weight, you know, that diabetes goes away because his pancreas hasn't been beaten up too much right. by it. But if a person's had diabetes for 20, 30, 40 years, their poor pancreas has been beaten up by this disease. So the, the insulin producing cells in the pancreas are not as robust as they used to be. Uh, but even in those people, the diabetes can improve. Sometimes it, sometimes it improves enough that they don't need medications. But the big thing here is for anybody with diabetes, they're thinking visual loss, uh, amputation of your toes or your feet, yeah. uh, you know, not cheerful stuff. Um, will I end up on dialysis? Uh, your risk of Alzheimer's is doubled with diabetes. Your risk of heart disease is much higher than, than, than not having it. So... Uh, now is the time to start this approach. And even if you don't get off your medications, you can prevent these complications to a great degree. So I, I would put it, to, put it to work. And if you can get it to, the disease to go away completely, good on you, man. You can do it. Well, let's, let's talk about you know, people who just they wake up every day and they are in pain. You know, from the time they open their eyes to the time that they go to bed at night. You know, people who uh, live with arthritis or have chronic migraines, women with severe menstrual cramping. What are the effects of a plant-based diet there? That's something that you also touch on in the book. Yeah, and it's it's been an amazing journey, really, to discover all the things that can go wrong. Um, with regard to rheumatoid arthritis in particular, it's an autoimmune disease, uh, meaning that antibodies that your body is making, your white blood cells make antibodies, they're normally made to attack viruses or bacteria. They're attacking you. They're mm. attacking the synovial lining of your joints. So your joints are inflamed, they hurt, you feel really stiff in the morning. Um, Something is causing these antibodies to form in your body, and it's attacking your own joints. Well, what could that be? Um, It could be food, Um, that your body is responding to food proteins as if they are viral proteins Mm. and trying to attack them, but, but by friendly fire, your antibodies attack you. So there are many autoimmune conditions. Um... Rheumatoid arthritis yeah. is one, Sjogren's, Sjogren's, is, an, Sjogren's is another one, but, but hypothyroidism is one, and so is hyperthyroidism in the majority of cases here, in, at least in, in this country. Um, so you take the dairy out of the diet. Dairy is the biggest offender, I would say, but there are other, others too. Uh, many people improve. With regard to menstrual cramps, it's a little different mechanism. I don't think it's, an, it's not an autoimmune condition. It's a hormonal condition. Mm. So if a woman has extra estrogen in her blood, her uterine lining thickens up to more than it should in the course of each month. And when it disintegrates at the end of the month, 
that thickened uterine lining produces maladjusted chemicals called prostaglandins that give her cramps. And I happened to discover years ago that if a woman goes on a very low-fat plant-based diet, the cramps often improve, sometimes go away completely. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a darn good thing to try out this diet and, and see if it'll help you. What about migraines? We, we did a study on migraine. Um, I think we're kind of back to the sensitivities issue. Uh, it's sort of like rheumatoid arthritis, although I'm not sure that antibodies are the issue. But you make the same kind of diet change. You get rid of the dairy, get rid of the animal products, and not everyone's migraines will go away, but many will. So I encourage people to try it. You know, Chuck, it, 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 it sounds a little bit, a bit like this diet cures everything. Um, I don't mean to say that. It, you know, it will not cure um, fractures. Um, <laughs> You know, it's not the answer. Well, anyway, um, what I mean to say is if you go into the car mechanic and you say, Gina, my car is like terrible. The, the ride is really rough. The acceleration is horrible. The, the exhaust, it's all, it, you know, it's all, it doesn't look right. You know, there's, this car, is like, everything's wrong with it. And the uh, mechanic says, well, what kind of fuel are you using? You say, well, it's a diesel car. You know, I've been putting in diesel. He says, let me see the owner's manual. You read the owner's manual, and it takes unleaded, regular unleaded. This is not a car for diesel. And your body is not designed for Velveeta and for Spam and for bacon and all these things. And if you have them, your ride will not be good, and your exhaust will not be good, and all these things are going to give you trouble. And if you fuel your body as carefully as you fuel your car, you get dramatically better performance out of it. And that's part of why many different things improve at the same time. Circulation is better. That's heart disease and erectile dysfunction and stroke. Um, your hormonal balance is better. That's not talking about diabetes, cramps, that kind of thing. And you're, you don't have so many sensitizing proteins because the, the dairy is gone. Right. And, um, and meat proteins, eggs, others, they may be contributors right. to, to that part of it as well. So, so things get better. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to switch gears real quick before we get back to how it improves us as humans. Um, in the book, you make mention of that it's it's phenomenal for obvious reasons and some not so obvious for animals as well. Um, I think in the book you referenced that Americans eat about one million animals every hour. That's a lot. And I, in my earlier life, contributed to that both as a person eating animals. Uh, my first job at, was at McDonald's. Um, however, my dad grew up in the cattle business. And although he didn't like the cattle business and he ended up leaving the cattle business and he went to medical school, he became a doctor. Nonetheless, um, his whole family raised cattle. And I, I drove cattle myself to slaughter in St. Louis, East St. Louis. Um, hunted, killed animals myself. And I have to say, I've gone through um, a bit of a rethink on all of this. And there are many things that you can do to make the world a kinder place. But of all of the choices a person can make, taking them off your plate is far and away the most powerful. For them, for you, for the next generation who looks to you as a role model, and, of course, for the environment. I mean, you'd have to be in a cave not to know that animal agriculture is an enormous contributor to, to climate change. So all of these are, 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 are 
good benefits as well. Sure. Yeah, I feel like we could do two, three, four, five, a dozen shows on on the benefits there, specific to animals uh, and the environment. Uh, I mean, the the science there, um, the research is is really like you said, you have to be in a cave. But you know, for for many people, they think, okay, all right, we got to cap smokestacks, and I've got to drive a smaller car, and I've got to do this, and I got to do that to to help the environment. Fair enough, that's probably true, but. When you change your diet, yes, you're helping the environment, but you get an immediate payoff yourself. I mean, your health is dramatically better. And frankly, the foods are good. Yeah. Um, as you've seen in, in the Vegan Starter Kit, you know, I can make you a nice corn chowder. I've got a minestrone recipe. I've got a barley soup. Um, I've got pasta fagiole, you know, the uh, pasta bean soups yeah. there from a traditional Italian tradition. I've got a wonderful spaghetti Alfredo dish. I've got raspberry brownies in there. And, you, you know, people are eating it. And you're thinking, this helps animals for me to be eating brownies? Yes, it does. Helps your and taste does, buds, does, too. Does it help you? It, it helps your taste buds. It helps your health. So, um, so it, the point being, it's not self-sacrifice right. it's it's a good thing it's it, it, it and for everybody it's a neat adventure all right well let's let's dive into the uh the fun part of this let's say okay i'm ready to do it it's 2019 i had a friend i had a family member i saw it on the internet i want to give this a test drive what is the best way to make that change is there really is there a right way to go vegan i think there's an easy way to do it um and that's what the vegan starter kit's all about um it, step number one, figure out why you want to do it. Um, and so hopefully in the course of this podcast and in, in this book, we'll give you all the reasons why you'd want to do it. So, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to reverse my heart disease. I want to feel better. Okay, fine. So how do I jump in? Uh, there's a method that we've used in our research studies in more than 1,000 people. I've never seen anyone unable to do it. Very, it's very, very easy. What you do is you take a week, seven days, and during this period of time, you don't take anything out of your diet at all. All you do is think about foods that have no animal products in them that you might like. Mm -hmm. Well, every morning, um, let's see, I have a bowl of cornflakes with, with milk. What could I have that's, that doesn't have animal products? Could I have almond milk? I don't know. I never tried it. Uh, I never tried soy milk. I never tried rice milk. Well, go to the store and buy them and, and, and taste them. So your job for the next seven days is to try the vegan choices. Um, let's see. There's a really great Italian restaurant that I like, and I always have the meat sauce on my spaghetti. I, I guess they have a, a rabiata sauce that's vegan. Go there. Try it. Um, I'm going to the taco restaurant. Um, could I try the bean burrito, hold the cheese? I never – okay, so for seven days, try breakfasts, lunches, dinners that happen to be vegan, that happen to have no animal products. In seven days, you'll have lots of choices. Now, that's step one. Step, step two is a three-week test drive. Now, we are going to take some things out of the diet. Now, throw out the animal products for the next 21 days. Make it all vegan all the time, but it's easy because you already picked out the foods that you like. You already figured out what I'll have for breakfast and what I'll have for lunch, what I'll have for dinner. You go into the store, you're having it. And for 21 days, all vegan, all the time. At the end of, at the end of those three weeks, two things happen. One is physically you notice changes. Your, your weight's coming down. Your digestion is better. Your, uh, your skin looks better. If you have diabetes, your blood sugar is better. You know, in fact, it's been better since week one. Um, but in addition to these physical changes, your tastes are starting to change, and you, you are less drawn to the foods that created health issues, and you are more drawn to new things you're finding. You'll have the occasional dud recipe. You know, that's okay. That's what, happen, right? that's On what, any diet, though, right? That's what experimenting is yeah. all about. 
Um, if, if you don't have the occasional dud, you're not trying enough new recipes. But, <laughs> but, what, but what you discover is that there are new foods, new products at the store, new things at restaurants, whole new restaurants, new websites. Um, it's just fun. And yeah. it's a neat adventure that you weren't ex- – or at least that I didn't experience when I was a kid eating roast beef, baked potatoes, and corn. I mean that was not the taste adventure that <laughs> we that we could brag about right, today. Right. Um Myth time. Let's let's talk about this. I love. I think my favorite chapter in the book is where you you go over some vegan diet myths, and one that I think is perhaps the most pervasive is that humans are natural carnivores. I want to share a story with you, and this happened just this past Thanksgiving, where I'm in the kitchen, I'm fixing my wife and I our, our dinner, and you know everybody else kind of did their thing separately. That's just how it worked out, and it's all good. You know, people respect that, except. There's always, it seems, often, I shouldn't say always, somebody that that wants to just kind of jump in there and and interject and insert something. It's like, and he said to me, look me dead in the eye, Neil, and and he said, I would eat that, but I don't want to mess up a million years of my mitochondria. And that was his exact quote. And I kind of just looked at him, and I'm like, it's not worth it. You know, I, I, I... I'm, my my goal is to have a harmonious Thanksgiving, and we did, and we let it go at that. But th- that goes to the myth that humans are natural carnivores. We need to eat meat. Is that true? Um, that myth has been reinforced with like the paleo diet, which is, and and similar things where the idea is, if you. Uh, eat like our hunter gatherer ancestors. You might qualify for being on the cover of Men's Health, and you know you'll look good in your loincloth. And and you know the, 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 it's it's a mythological thing because uh, people really didn't hunt to any substantial degree prior to the Stone Age. Um, we are a bipedal hominid, meaning we're standing up on our two feet. And That's we, a fancy word right there. Yes, well we don't we don't have claws, we don't have sharp canine teeth. Um, uh, by and large, true carnivores are fast, like like a cheetah. Mm-hmm. So they can track down a, another animal, kill them, and eat them. And, right. the, and then they have teeth that are very sharp that allow them to dispatch their prey and rip the hide off. Um, if you stumble into your bathroom and turn on the light and open your mouth in front of your bathroom mirror, what you discover is that your canine teeth are no longer than your incisors, um, meaning if you caught prey, there's no way you could dismember it until the Stone Age gave us tools um, to do that with. Um, but we have pre-Stone Age coronary arteries. You have a pre-Stone Age intestinal tract. You have the intestinal tract of an herbivore. Um, and so in, in all respects, our bodies really are, are bivorous, uh, herbivorous bodies. Some would say, well, maybe more omnivorous because you can get, get by eating meat some. Uh, you sort of can, but when people look at the health of meat eaters... And you can compare that to health of people following vegan diets. Their longevity is not as great. Their risk of diabetes is off the scale greater. Their risk of cancers, particularly uh, digestive cancers and hormonal cancers, is higher. So uh, a meat-based diet is is not in any way, shape, or form um, the, the product of our evolution. It's a product of, of a cultural shift. I think you kind of answered this next myth a little bit earlier in the show when you were talking about the study. Uh, and you said you can really eat anything you want as long as it doesn't have meat or dairy. Uh Carbohydrates are the enemy, myth or fact. It's a myth. Um, now that said, there are carbohydrates are. It, it's a huge range. Uh, carbohydrates just means starchy or sugary foods, and there are some starchy foods that are really, really good for you. 
um, like sweet potatoes, for example, um, or beans. And there are some sugary foods that are good for you too, like an apple. Um, they're fine. Uh, I would suggest that people avoid junk, mm-hmm. um, which is ubiquitous. Um, but no, car- carbohydrates provide glucose to your brain, and that's your brain's favorite fuel. Um, it provides uh, glucose to your muscles. It's your muscle's favorite fuel. Um, and so you know, carbohydrates are not, are not fattening. If you look, at, if you look tra- at traditional cultures that ate huge amounts of carbohydrates, like Japan, skinniest people on the planet, yeah. until they started eating less carbohydrate and started eating more cheese and more meat as the diet westernized. So, no, carbohydrates are, are not fattening. They're the, the opposite. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here in just a minute. Uh, one or two more myths uh, before we just get some quick tips from you. Um, the myth that everything is okay in moderation. This was mentioned specifically in your book as well. What's your take? You know, people will say that because they're, they're thinking, okay, I don't want to completely eliminate meat. Uh, maybe I'll just have it in moderation. They might think, well, once or twice a week or something like that. Uh, first of all, if you look at people who do that, their cholesterol levels just aren't as low as they are for a person who throws out the meat altogether. In the same way as a, a smoker who's got a chronic cough, if they cut down from three packs a day to a half a pack, that's a good change. But they'll still cough. Um, until they stop smoking completely. Right. And, and, and frankly, i got to tell you, Chuck, I think it's a misuse of the, of the, 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 the notion of moderation. Moderation is, should apply to good things. So let's say your 7-year-old daughter likes playing the violin, and she adores it. And she plays it for an hour and two hours and four hours and six hours, and eventually say, sweetheart, you got to come to dinner. Um, or maybe you need to do some homework. Or, um, you, you know, you, moderation um, applies to good things. Right. Um, let's say um, you love broccoli. Great, broccoli. You know, in fact, I don't want anything other than broccoli. That's all I want to eat. No, no, no. You need moderation for these things. But if your daughter comes to you and says, Dad, I want to do just one line of cocaine tonight. Just that's it. Right. Say, I'm sorry. No, moderation does not apply to anything bad for you. I just want to shoot up some heroin. Dad, I just want to smoke a couple cigarettes. No, you don't. Moderation does not apply to something that is going to hurt you. You just don't have those things. So moderation in all things, yes, if it's all things healthy. Moderate them. But moderation for things that are going to hurt you, no, leave them out. Last myth, it's too expensive. People think, man, you go on this vegan diet and it's going to cost me a fortune. It can cost a fortune if you go to a specialty shop and ask them to hand roll your special avocado, you know, sushi rolls and, you know, whatever, and put it in a nice package and tie it with a ribbon. Um, but, but frankly, that would be just as expensive if they ramped up your shrimp roll. Right. Um, but the, the point I'm making is that if you want somebody else to do a lot of work for you, it can get progressively more expensive. And so somehow people associate that with vegan foods because it sounds like you're wealthy or well, particularly well-educated or shop at a really nice store or whatever. However, go into the, the Safeway, the Giant, the Kroger, the Publix, and what you discover is the dried beans and the rice and the sweet potatoes cost pennies. And you're not buying steak anymore. You're not buying cheese. You're not buying those things. And researchers have calculated this a couple of times. There was a study at George Washington University a number of years ago that just looked at ju- just going vegetarian would save a family of four about $1,500 a year. Whoa. Yes. And if you're not buying the cheese anymore and the ice cream, you can save even more. Um, so you, you can do it. You can do it high spread. Um, you, you can go to Paris. There is a three-star Michelin restaurant in Paris where they will give you the best 
vegan meal you have ever had in your life and charge you 800 euros <laughs> for it. <laughs> and, and you can have a meat-based one there too and they'll charge you about the same price. Uh, but if, if you're serious about it, no, the vegan, the vegan foods are always the cheapest. You know, what? Uh, the story I always like to tell is go back and, and look for a previous episode we did called Vegan on a Budget. Uh, Lee Crosby, wonderful nutritionist from upstairs at the Barnard Medical Center and I went downstairs to Robin's Grocery Store and we filled a cart, a shopping cart filled with groceries for $45 that would feed two people for an entire week. That was a little bit extreme, but nonetheless, it can be done. Not only can it be done, just a t- typical person. Go to a fast food place and you c- go into a taco place and compare the meat the meat items, like the meat tacos, to the bean items. Um, and you will see typically the, the vegan ones are, are cheaper. Plus, um, you, men, you're not lining up at the pharmacy counter for Viagra at 10 bucks a pop mm. um, or whatever it might be. Uh, insulin pens, they are not generic. They, uh, they're all trade names. You're not buying so much of those anymore. Right. So your food costs will go down. Your medical costs in all likelihood will go down. Your longevity will go up. Um, it's a great thing to do. So my, my hope is that people will take advantage of this information, but more than anything else, share this with their friends. Um, and that's the reason I made the Vegan Starter Kit so skinny and small, is I wanted it to be cheap and approachable and unthreatening. And I'm, I'm hoping that people will, will f- feel confident that, okay, I got it, I read it, I'm ready to, to give it a try. Well, this does not intimidate me. I will be perfectly honest with you. It fits wonderfully in the palm of my hand. Um, last question to you, and I promise I will let you run right after this. Big thing that people run into with this is they're like, okay, I've been plant-based for a few weeks. I think I've got this under control, but lo and behold, they've got a social function coming up. Maybe it's an office party. Maybe it's a birthday party. Maybe it's just a dinner out with friends. Dear God, what do we do? How do we handle that? How do they handle that? Yeah, well, luck- luckily it's getting a whole lot easier to handle it because you are like the, the fourth vegan to walk into that party. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's years years ago, back when people would say, "Oh, you're what do you? How do, is it vegan or you know whatever?" People vegan. used to be, you know people used to not know what it was. Um, it's so common now that um, you know it's like being a non-smoker. Of course, right. you know people don't people expect it. Um, that said, if you if you are going to one of these pre-Etruscan parties where people haven't quite figured out what vegan eating eating is. Um, there are a few things that I sometimes will do. Um, sometimes I'll let the host know in advance. Mm. Um, I'll say, by the way, I don't want to – here's what I'll do. They'll, they'll send me an invitation. I'll call them up. I'll say, I want, I'm so happy to be invited to your party. I'd love to come. But I don't want to drive you crazy. I'm doing a vegan diet. Can I bring something? The host will say, don't give it another thought. There's going to be plenty to eat. And they hang up the phone. Now, what they were, whatever they were actually thinking, um, at least they know in advance and, and they won't be shocked and upset. Because sometimes hosts are a little pushy and they are always looking at what, whether you're eating their special lasagna. And now you've kind of clued them in. But, but when I come to the party, I very often do bring something. Yeah. Um, I'll bring like a hummus dip that I made and some little pita breads with it or a selection of salsas and some crackers or whatever, which serves two functions. One is it's, frankly, it's nice to arrive and give something Absolutely. to your hosts. The other thing is there's going to be something for you to eat um, there because hosts, they don't really care if you eat. They just want to be good hosts. Yeah. And if you don't seem to be taking any interest in food, that's not good. So have a plate, throw something on it, and then when they say to you, you know, some question about what you're eating, 
Take the focus off you, put the focus on them, and compliment them. Mm. This is the most beautiful spread. Your house is gorgeous. How do you plan this? And then instead of them focusing on you, they can focus on their favorite topic, which is them, and about what a great, great uh, thing they've done. And that will work no matter where you are. Look at you with the psychology nugget. I love it. I love it. Okay. The book is The Vegan Starter Kit, Everything You Need to Know About Plant-Based Eating. It is available wherever fine books are sold, as well as Amazon.com and PCRM.org. I highly, highly, highly recommend it, even if you have been plant-based yourself for some time. This is just a wonderful reference guide, um, a, a refresher, if you will, and it comes with some pretty nifty recipes as well. And, and once you're done with it, leave it in the seat back pocket on, the, on a plane so the next person will read it. I'm on to you. I know about your travel tricks. I know about you and, and um, <clears throat> rental cars and bumper stickers and things like that. We are, we, we are eternal propagandists. We are finding ways to spread a helpful message. And indeed, uh, you, you, you do a fine job of it. And so uh, I thank you very much for uh, helping spread the message, not just today on the show, but with this book as well. Go ahead, pick it up wherever those books are available. Always a pleasure chatting with Dr. Barnard here on the Exam Room Podcast. So that was the Vegan Starter Kit book. But what about putting something in the palm of your hand, digitally speaking? Well, of course there's an app for that. Not long ago, we did a complete overhaul of our 21-day Vegan Kickstart app. And I got to tell you, it does everything. It tells you everything that you need to know, what to do, what to eat, what to buy, all of it for the first three weeks starting a vegan diet. It literally lays out every single one of your recipes, each and every item on the grocery list. It takes all of the guesswork right out of the game. So think about it. How many times have you been on a diet, a diet plan, and they just hand you the recipes and they say, have at it, Hoss. Well, the thing that I really like about what the Physicians Committee has put together is that not only does it give you those recipes, but it also tells you how that food is going to benefit your body. It goes way beyond just weight loss way beyond weight loss. But let's start there because, well, you know, that's the big one. In the bottom right-hand corner of this app, if you download it, again, Google Play or the App Store, whatever phone you got, you can get this app. In the bottom right corner of the app, you will see an icon that says Learn. And if you click on that, you'll come across about two dozen videos that have been broken into two categories. Click on the category for nutrition videos and then scroll down until you see Dr. Barnard's video on losing weight on a plant-based diet. Ladies and gentlemen, school is in session. I want to share with you the results of a study that tested the kickstart approach in a group of 64 women. At the start of the study, all the women were moderately to severely overweight and they tried every kind of diet you can imagine. And they just felt stuck. They hadn't been able to lose the weight and keep it off. And in our study, we didn't ask them to count calories or to get on the treadmill. We asked them to do just two things. Set the animal products aside and keep the oils to a minimum. That's all there was to it. They were free to start their day with oatmeal or pancakes with fresh fruit. If they had lasagna or chili for lunch, it would be the meatless versions of these foods. They could choose bean burritos or pasta dishes. They could eat all the warm bread from the oven that they liked. 
and to their delight, they started losing weight. It was gradual at first, but even without calorie counting, the weight peeled off at an average rate of about a pound per week, with some of the women losing weight more quickly. But that was just the beginning. We followed them for another year, and then for two years, and unlike typical weight loss diets that are usually followed by weight regain, our participants continued to lose weight. So why were they able to lose weight even without exercise and without calorie counting? Well, part of the reason is that plant-based diets are packed with fiber, and fiber fills you up without extra calories. By skipping the meat and the cheese and the eggs and limiting the oils, you're also removing a lot of fat from your diet. And this helps keep the pounds off because a gram of fat, whether it's from beef, from fish, from oil, a gram of fat has nine calories. Compare that to a gram of carbohydrate. Whether it's potatoes or bread or beans, it has only four calories, less than half the calories in fat. We've tested this approach in men and women, in young people and older people, in healthy people and in people with health problems, in those with massive amounts of weight to lose, and those who only needed to trim a little bit of weight. We've also tested it in people who are already at a healthy weight and they just wanted to eat better. And what we found is that this approach works well for everybody. All right. So now you're all jazzed up. You're ready to lose that weight. You're ready to kick off this kickstart. What's the first thing you do? Check out and see what's on the menu for the week, of course. You'll see that day one begins with baked oatmeal cups for breakfast. And if you're a fan of chocolate, my friend, this, this is your lucky day. Because indeed, these magical cups have been blessed by Willy Wonka's vegan chocolate factory. They have chocolate chips. Also some cinnamon, some raisins, a little bit of banana. We're talking about an A-plus combo to get you going on day one. And then for lunch, instead of a chicken or a beef burrito, there's a hummus and sun-dried tomato wrap. Now this baby literally only takes a couple of minutes to put together. And if you like to bring the heat with your burritos, you can kick it up a notch with a little bit of hot sauce. Right at home. And then a little bit later for dinner, there's a kale and grains bowl that is going to knock your socks off. Check this out, right? Inside of that, talking about a little bit of quinoa, some sweet potatoes, some black beans, a little bit of mangoes, sweeten it up a bit more. And I'm telling you, telling you right now, it is 10 times better than any bowl you could ever get in a restaurant. And it too, super easy to make. And that's just day one. So you see all that. You're like, man, that sounds good. That looks good. I want to taste that. Your mouth starts to water. And then you're like, I got to go to the store. Stat. And here's where the education part comes in. In the bottom right hand corner of this little app, you'll see an icon that says learn. And you click on that. And you'll see about two dozen videos there that have been broken down into two separate categories. Now, since we're going to the store, let's see what our friend and dietitian extraordinaire Susan Levin has to say. Susan is going to be one of your main Sherpas on this entire Kickstart journey. She comes strong with this grocery store know-how. She's got it down to a science, even turning her shopping cart into a real-life Tetris game with her special sections just for produce. 
She also has like a a really keen eye for label reading and buying fruits and veggies that are out of season. Talented, this one is. Now that you've gotten started on a plant-based diet, let's head to the store and stock up on groceries. What are we going to buy? Let's start with the produce section. The first thing you'll notice is how colorful the section is. The bright colors you see in the produce aisle reflect different vitamins and minerals that all benefit our health. So be sure to choose a variety of different fruits and vegetables to have on hand. Think clementines, tangerines, apples, grapes, plums, strawberries, kiwis, artichokes, tomatoes, baby carrots, portobello mushrooms, and the list goes on. You'll want to make a special place in your grocery cart for dark green leafy vegetables like broccoli, kale, or lettuce. These foods are packed with calcium, iron, and folate. Look for fresh herbs too, which can add flavors and spices to recipes without adding extra calories and fat. Now let's talk about the dried foods aisle. Dried beans and peas, brown rice, whole wheat pasta, quinoa, barley, and other whole grains are all great choices. For breakfast, oatmeal is always a good bet. If you're opting for cold cereals, choose cereals that are low on the glycemic index, like all bran and low-fat muesli. What about canned foods? In this aisle, you'll find all sorts of canned beans, veggie soups, and canned vegetables. Remember to keep it low in sodium and read the ingredients carefully and watch for animal additives like chicken broth or milk. Now let's move to the refrigerated cases. You might find hummus, tabbouleh, and other bean and lentil-based salads and dips. You'll also find tofu, tempeh, and other meat alternatives, along with plenty of non-dairy plant milks. In the frozen aisle, look for frozen fruits and berries to add to oatmeal or desserts. This can be a convenient and affordable way to have access to berries all year round. Frozen vegetables are another great choice. They're just as nutritious as fresh vegetables and last for much longer. Most stores are now well stocked with frozen plant-based meals like pizzas, pasta dishes, burritos, and veggie burgers. Label reading comes in handy with these choices, so look for hidden animal ingredients like egg and cheese and keep it low in fat. So if you're smart, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'd like to think that you are, you glanced at the menu for the rest of the week before going to the store. If you did that, you would have seen a bunch of other yumminess on there. We're talking about quesadillas and a a mixed veggie stir fry, which you'll love if you have an affinity for Chinese food. There's also some chili, lentil pumpkin curry, and pizza. Gotta have pizza. Oh, bueno, of course. But life, sometimes, it just somehow, it just creeps in there and time becomes of the essence. You might feel that pinch. You know, work, kids, work, significant other, work. You know the drill. Where can I find time to make all this stuff in the kitchen? Well, here's again where the app is so great. Enter our own Jill Eckhart. She is the Physicians Committee's Managing Director of Nutrition Education, a.k.a. she's in charge with hitting you with that sweet, sweet knowledge. In this case, it's about saving time in the kitchen. Hey, Kickstarters. Here are some time-saving cooking techniques. Number one, embrace convenience foods like frozen vegetables, frozen fruit, even brown rice and quinoa are available frozen. They contain all the nutritional content of your power plate foods and are quick to prepare. And don't be afraid of a cup of soup or a can of beans or even a frozen rice and bean burrito. They just make life easier when you're in a pinch. 
Number two, bulk or batch cooking. Set aside some time each week to make extra grains and lentils and vegetables so you're ready to go. Number three, take advantage of leftovers, making plenty to set aside for the next lunch or two. Number four, let me show you what I do with pasta. You've got your water boiling. Go ahead and get your pasta in. And then, about two minutes before al dente, we're gonna toss in our frozen vegetables, your kale leaves, edamame, corn, whatever you like. It's gonna add some fiber and nutrition to your meal without adding another pan to cook in. So we've got some kale here. You just toss it right in. We've got some spinach. Easy peasy. It's gonna cook right in here while the pasta is finishing up. Chill, coming through in the clutch. She's actually the star of a ton of videos in the app. They're all really colorful too. I mean like super, super colorful. Bright enough to turn a rainy day into a day at the beach. Know what I mean? Anyway, one of the things that you'll want to also key in on is her video on cutting down fat in your cooking. And if you're just getting going on this program, if you're just getting going on a plant-based diet, just getting introduced to it, this is going to be something that is really eye-opening. We did a whole show about cooking without oil a while back, and obviously that's going to trim a whole lot of fat. That was about an hour long, but Jill was able to sum everything up really nicely in about three minutes. Clearly, she's not paid by the word. And while brevity may be her specialty, she is also a super snack whiz. You know those diets where it's all about counting calories and crunching numbers? A lot of them kick those snacks to the curb because you can't keep them in and keep the fat and calories down. Just can't do it. But the beauty of the plant-based diet is that that really isn't a problem at all. And the 21 day vegan kickstart app really hammers that point home. So here's what Jill has to say about some quick and easy snack ideas for you in 60 seconds or less. I'm telling you, Jill, she's good. If you thought snacks were out in your new healthy eating journey, think again. The 21 day vegan kickstart encourages snacks. And here are our favorites that are full of flavor and fiber. We have air popped popcorn, baked tortilla chips with salsa, hummus with celery and carrots, my favorite frozen mango chunks, unsweetened applesauce, edamame, jicama slices drizzled with a little bit of lime juice, rice cakes, raisins, or any dried fruit. And we have banana and apple here, but Go wild. Any fruit is great. Pineapple, pear, berries, orange slices, you name it. So load up on these snacks and your other favorites. And don't forget, some of these are perfect for your desk drawer or in your luggage while traveling. You remember how earlier in the episode, Dr. Barnard and I were talking about ways to handle eating out, being at a party, being around friends who aren't plant-based? You know, those situations and that pressure that you feel, that has been the demise of many a healthy eater. Temptation, man. It's brutal. But the app has you covered there too, okay? Lots of great ideas. Susan was joined by the ageless vegan and friend of the show, Tracy McWhorter, to talk about navigating those tricky situations, those treacherous waters. Let's say you're invited to a party. Susan, what should we do? 
Well, if I'm invited to a dinner party, I like to reach out in advance to let the host know that I follow a vegan diet and then I offer to bring a dish to share. Another tip is to have a snack before you go. That way you'll avoid temptation and still have fun. But what if your host is really enthusiastic about offering you food you'd rather skip? How can you decline in a kind but effective way? Well, you could say no thank you and start with that. If they push you further, you can say, I actually follow a plant-based diet. You can also share a bit about your experience and how great you feel on a plant-based diet. And if they want to know more, you can mention a favorite book, documentary, or podcast that you found helpful. If you've brought a dish to share, invite them to give it a try. I kind of feel like this segment is turning into an infomercial. Like, how much would you be willing to pay for all this information? How much is it worth to you to get healthy? Would you be willing to pay $50? Is it worth $100? Would you put down $300 to get healthy? Well, the 21-Day Vegan Kickstart can be yours at the low, low cost of absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's a little obnoxious, but you do get the point, okay? The whole idea of releasing it for free obviously isn't to make money. It's to improve your quality of life, okay? It's about sharing the information that you then can take and share with your friends and your family so they can benefit and be healthy as well. It's about getting healthy together, achieving goals together. And, my friend, you can't put a price on that so the app dozens of recipes on there super simple super easy takes you step by step on how to do it how to get you going on that plant-based diet now some of my favorite recipes ones that you're going to want to be on the lookout for hop over to day 15 Okay, you make it to day 15 you're going to start your day right with the spiced pumpkin oatmeal And then to bookend it, you're going to end your day with a little dessert, strawberry chia pudding. You're welcome. Okay, that's what I'm going to say right now. You are welcome. Both of those, so good, you're going to want to do day 15 twice and then move right on to day 17. All right, who needs 16? We'll do 15 twice, right over to 17. That's how it's done. Life-changingly amazing recipes and... By the way, when you get to day 17, the chickpea tacos, also a game changer. Anyway, tons of other incredible information on the app. Okay, we're talking about how to get healthy. How does this vegan diet benefit the body? We've got Dr. Barnard on there talking about how it's good for the old ticker, how it can improve your heart health, and then how it combats Alzheimer's disease and dementia, the way that a plant-based diet can improve and in some case full-on reverse diabetes. And then Susan and Tracy, they've got more videos on there. Also answering that oft-asked question, where do you get your protein on a vegan diet? I promise you this, by day two, you're going to have that answer down pat. Never again will you wonder about protein on a plant-based diet. The app, 21-Day Vegan Kickstart is available now for both Apple and Android devices, and it will cost you absolutely nothing, but it might just save you a ton of money on medical expenses down the road. Good show today. Should have everything you need to know about going vegan in 2019 by now. This is how you do it step by step. 
And little bonus here, if you want a more hands-on approach and you live in or near the Washington, D.C. area, over the course of two days, two days, not three weeks, but two days, count them, one, two, we can show you everything that you need to know about becoming a lean, mean, vegan machine. All right, we are holding our special Kickstart Intensive on January 11th. And 12th, just up the streets here from the exam room studios, just up the streets from the Physicians Committee office, right up at the Embassy Suites at Chevy Chase Pavilion. Okay, really, really nice hotel, by the by. Poked my head in there once. Thought Austin Aries was staying there when he was in town. You know, he's the plant-based pro wrestler that we had on the show. Uh, Thought that he was booked to stay there as a guest. We went to get him all checked in. Turns out... He wasn't staying there. He was booked at another hotel clear across town. It was pouring down rain. It was rush hour. It took us a full hour to get from the very nice embassy suites over to this other hotel, which was, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't as nice as the embassy suites. And that is going to be the place to be on January 11th and 12th. Over the course of those two days, you're going to hear and learn from a ton of vegan experts and... By the way, I'll be speaking there too. Really privileged to be able to do that, sharing my weight loss journey with you, teaching you and and telling you about how a plant-based diet has been so absolutely critical for me keeping each and every one of my 275 pounds that I've lost off. Never to return again, not counting calories. I'm telling you, if you're looking to lose weight, this plant-based diet can't miss. Dr. Barnard, he's also going to be there. Susan's going to be there. Uh, Other physicians could be rock stars. Dr. James Loomis will be there. Lee Crosby, you know her. She's on this show all the time. I love her to death. She's going to be there. Other plant-based celebrities as well. Now, what will you learn? What am I going to learn? All right, so that's the big question here at the Kickstart Intensive. You're going to learn about permanent weight control, okay? Forget about yo-yo dieting. That's done. That's done. You get on this plant-based diet, we're talking about permanent weight control. We're also going to talk about tackling diabetes and cholesterol, breaking food addiction, all right? That's something that I'm definitely going to be touching on, talking about my midnight runs to Taco Bell because I had to have it, and if I didn't get it, I was in a bad way. All right, so we're talking about severe food addictions and how to break them. Also going to be talking about cancer prevention and survival, foods that fuel the brain, okay, help ward off Alzheimer's. Can't say that they're going to make you any smarter, these foods, but I think that by being there, you're certainly going to gain an IQ point or two. Uh, And we're going to give you step-by-step information on the plant-based diet and some things that you're going to want to pick up that are going to make life really easy. The foods, the products that make things really easy. And speaking of food, we're going to feed you. Not only are we going to feed you, we're going to show you how to make it as well. All right. What's that old adage? Give the man a fish, he eats for a day, teach the man to fish, and he eats for a lifetime. Actually, let's let's switch up that that saying, okay? What, why don't we do teach a man to plant and he eats for a lifetime? How about them apples? How about them apples? 
So you're going to eat well. We're going to show you how to cook. You're going to learn all about permanent weight control, diabetes, breaking food addiction, cancer prevention, power foods for the brain, step-by-step guide on going vegan. Now, all of this information, if you're interested, is up on our website, pcrm.org. Just search for Kickstart Intensive, and I really, really do hope to see you there couple more quick plugs before we get out of here. I know I'm rambling just a little bit. Social media, uh, if you're on the Twitter, at Chuck Carroll, WLC. That's Carroll with two R's, two L's, the WLC, standing for, as always, Weight Loss Champion. The Physicians Committee is at PCRM. On Instagram, at Chuck Carroll, WLC, once again, and at Physicians Committee, written out this time. No acronyms, just written out. So a couple of great follows there, lots of information, and uh, it's a great way to keep in touch with the show. Now, speaking of the show, the last thing I want to say is if you have not already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Wherever it is that you get your podcast, that's where you can find us. We're talking about Spotify. We're talking about Apple Podcasts. We're talking about Stitcher. All of it, you can subscribe to the show, get it sent directly to you. For free, just like the app, each and every week we've got ourselves a new show. It's a great way to kick off the new year. And oh, by the way, if you would leave a five-star rating and a nice comment, we would be ever, ever so grateful. So for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, wishing you all the health in the world. 